Hey, what's up, everybody? This is another episode of the D Start Show with Kevin and Jordan. I want to thank everybody for listening to every, all our listeners for listening to us and um continue supporting us through this drive. Today, I'm gonna start off with um Black History. We'll start off with a little Black History um fact. Um, the first surgeon was done by uh, surgeon open heart surgery was done by a black man that was Dr. Daniel Williams, the first black doctor to perform a successful um, surgery. And that was in 1985. He was the first black man to do a successful um, open heart surgery in Chicago, Illinois. The uh, guy that he did the surgery on, was his name was James Corner, and he lived 10 years after that, his open heart surgery. And, um, Dr. Williams, on August the 4th, 1931, in Michigan, age of 75, but he was the first, first doctor to perform a successful open heart surgery, and he was a black man. Y'all have anything to add with that? I didn't know that. Yeah, he was the first. First black man, he and he also had um also he was teaching um schools nursing school at the time that he did open heart surgery. That open heart surgery have been uh, have been tried before, but it wasn't successful. But the first black man that did open heart surgery, he was successful. He had the first successful one. Join y'all. Yeah, yeah, I'm on, guys. Um, and it's it's funny. I, I actually knew that. I didn't know what Black History fact you were gonna uh, talk to about yet. But my grandmother, uh, she taught for I want to say maybe ten some years at a school named after Daniel Hale Williams. You know, really yeah. interesting Black History fact. Yeah, that was deep, man. When I first saw that, I was like, yeah, I gotta bring that to the show, man. Um, you know, and. And like from when I when I was reading it, it's like you know people have did open heart surgery, but to have a successful open heart surgery, that was a black man. Not a, you know, not anybody from any other race. Yeah, man. When you when you dig back in the history, you know, black folks have made a, a tremendous amount of achievements and accomplishments, um, and advancements in many fields pertaining to you know, the, the benefit of America and not even America, just the world in general. Um, we, you know, black folks, we, we, we do that shit, man. We, we, we built different. Right. And even though when I was looking, man, I was going to talk about the, uh, cause it's a black man that discovered the red light, you know, um, that was, uh, Gary Morgan. Yeah. So, it, you know, it's when you go and start looking, man, you just type it in Google, you know, things that black people did, it's a list of stuff, man. So I had a list of things to talk about, but I thought this one right here, the open heart surgery was a big eye opener. You know what I'm saying? It ain't saying that it, he was the first one to try it. He the first one that had a successful heart, heart you know? And I, um, I believe I, w- I went to elementary school at a school named Banneke named after Benjamin Banneke. And I was the first person to, I think to record time, I can't, I can't really recall. That's deep. Yeah, but 
I, I know he has something to do with time, something to do with uh, astrology too, I believe. So, yeah, it's man. Not, even with peanuts and pecans and stuff, Joe Washington Carver, you know what I'm saying? All the stuff, man, all the stuff that everyone loves to eat, a lot of black people started that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, man, I, I love the, the rich peanut butter crackers, man. I, I started eating them uh, like maybe a couple of months ago, and I can't stop eating them for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> That peanut butter. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I don't know why I can't stop eating. Hey, Kevin, you want to add anything to the Black History topic? Oh no, nah, I don't got nothing to add to the Black History topic at this moment. But, right. So if you don't have anything to add on the Black History facts um, or topic, um, we're gonna move into Kevin cutting the coast. Cool, cool, cool. All right, so today. What I'm going to talk about is money management. Um, the average person in Ohio makes about $15 an hour. So um, I kind of wrote down, this is just an example. This is not what I get paid, but this is an example of what people get paid as $15 an hour. So pretty much what I did, what I do. So let's say if I made $15 an hour, um, this is what I would do. So if my rent 700 uh, so let's say my car note is the average American car note is two fifty. So I do my rent by seven hundred and my two fifty for my car note. My car insurance one fifty and my phone bill one twenty. So that means for that entire month, my bills are twelve hundred and twenty dollars, right? So what I do is because I know I get paid twice a month, so I divide my bills up into two times out of the month. So that means from twelve twenty divided by two is six ten. So I know since I make $1,200 every two weeks, I got to take $610 of that and put it up for my bills. So let's say um, I do that. That leaves me with $590. So I have an emergency savings fund and I have a savings. So let's say it leaves you with $590. I save 20% of that. So 20% of $590 is $118. So if you do $118 twice a month, that equals to $236 a month. If you do $236 times 12 months, that is $2,832 a year that you would be saving if you just put up $118. So after I do that, after I put up my 20% of whatever I make, I go ahead and do another 15%. So that'll leave me at that leaves me at $472. So I do 15% of that for my emergency savings, emergency uh savings fund. So that's that's gonna if I do $472 times 15%, that's seventy that's $70.80. So if I times that by two, that's $141.60 a month. If I do um $141.60 times 12, that's a thousand dollars, six hundred ninety-nine dollars and twenty cents a year, right? That's just for my emergency fund. And that one you can pick through throughout the year just in case you need it for emergencies. Um, I don't never touch my savings. I only touch my emergency. Uh, so even after that, um, that leaves me with 400. After I pay all my bills, after I pay myself for my savings, after I pay myself for my emergency savings, after I pay all my bills, that will leave me with four $401.20. So what I do is I divide $401.20 divided by 14 days because it'll be 14 days till I get another paycheck, right? So that will leave me with 
$28.65 a day that I can spend. And what I mean by spend is like going out with my friends or gas, because I like to cook at home. So um, I don't go out buy unnecessary food. So that'll leave me with $28.65 a day to spend until the next time I get paid. Now, let's say I don't never spend that. So like it might be two, three days I might not spend it. So what I do is, okay, let's say today, Monday, and I didn't spend the two, the $28.65. I divide that by two. And I put $14.32 in my emergency savings. And then I put the other half into my savings for the year. Okay. So I can have money. So this is do you have for them, Kevin? You know, because some people, and I like your saving tip, you know, based on what you make. But sometimes people are in a relationship and they plan for this relationship to be a long-term relationship. And sometimes they get to a point where they leave outside the means because they're depending on the second party and they never depending on, hey, look, or what else? You know what I'm saying? And, what kind and, of for people like that? Uh, that? That's my tip is the 20%. That's why I, after I pay my bills, I pay myself 20%, which is my savings, because you never know what's going to happen. So that's why I, I would give you that tip by saving 20% of whatever you got left after you pay your bills. So and, that's the tip that I would give people. And it's just like, even um, I'm a homeowner, even when I bought my house, um, when I went into buying my house, um, and I've been with my girl for, we've been together a long time, but when I went and buying the house, I wanted to get a house for something. What if something happened? I based off my income versus our income. Because when you get into relationships, you know, re- relationships can last a long time. Or they're gonna last a short time, or death, or something can happen. You know what I'm saying? So, when I moved into my house, I was I based it off my income. So if something happened, I can still manage. Right. That's good. That's why I want to teach these people, young kids these days. Like, yeah, buying designer stuff is nice, but not having no no extra money to come home to is not. Man, I, I know a dude. I know a dude, man. You know, he, he go around bragging, oh, I got on a $400 bill. So, bitch, I got on a Walmart bill. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, it's, it's doing, they're doing the same purpose. It's holding my pants up. You know what I'm saying? Why go spray $400 for a bill? Because it said Gucci. You know what I'm saying? And we can go to Walmart and get the one that said Gucci. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. And have 400 in your pocket. And have, hey, I have 380 left in the pocket. Damn, <laughs> 390 left in the pocket. Mm-hmm. What you got to add on that, Joy? And I think it's it's all about living above and beyond your means. And a part of that is like what you said, the a, a lot of people go out and buy all this fancy shit and, and most of the shit that depreciate, um, you know, over time instead of appreciating over time to impress people. And the, the reality of it is it, it really don't impress people. You know, a, a lot of people who have affluence, a lot of people who have money, don't go out spending money to impress other people. Right. You know, it, it, it's just not how it works. Most people who have money, um, they in regular clothes. You know, mm-hmm. they, they may go and splurge on a, a T-shirt or some jeans every now and again. But most of the time when you see your favorite actors and actresses out or when you see people who got money out... <clears throat> They have on regular clothes, jogging suits, regular shoes. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody can spend money. Everybody can spend money, but not everybody knows how to save money. The reality of it is, the more money you spend, the less money you got. Mm -hmm. 
So when people go to like class reunions and stuff, man, they want to go and show off, you know what I'm saying? Okay, I got XYZ. And I feel like just showing what you're wearing or showing what you're driving, that don't mean you got money. That don't mean you ain't struggling. They keep right. stuff that you got, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You could be living paycheck to paycheck. Yep. So like, um, fun fact, Jordan, like I got a, a very good rocks, a watch collection, but all the watches that I have, I can resell for double the price. You know what I mean? Like I collect watches, and I like watches, but like I can resell them for more than what I pay for. Them. I mean, the, the main goal is whatever you do, whatever you um, purchase. You know, like you said, Calvin, either it's it's an asset. You know, so if you buy a computer, are you making money off the computer? Is it helping you in school? Uh, you know, are, are you able to help your kids with their homework from the computer? Blah blah. Is it an asset? Or is it a liability? So if you're purchasing things that are essentially an investment and you can double it or triple that investment, then, you know, that's a good move. You know, especially if it's if it's something you can wear that you like, like watches. Like now mm-hmm. I was um I was looking into investments and people are investing in wine and they're getting returns in bottles of wine. So if you like drinking wine and you got a little bit of money you can spend, you can invest in wine and get your returns in bottles of wine stuff like that you know stuff that you can use as an asset or stuff that'll appreciate over time you know but because going out buying the latest and greatest cars going out buying a new iphone every time apple drop one um you know going out and buying dior fendi gucci and prada uh, uh merchandise and it just depreciates because apple force you to buy a new phone man Hey man, that's why I don't buy no iPhone. Look, I'm gonna tell you now, yeah, with the iPhone stuff, I used to get a new iPhone every year. You feel me? So like that was my issue. And um have to realize that all oh, these motherfuckers want just my money because they the iPhones do the same exact thing. So now I got the uh well my iPhone, I still got an iPhone twelve, but that's only because I had traded my other phone in and they gave it to me for free. But other than that, I wouldn't even got a new phone. But to be honest with you though, with the iPhones, man, you notice after you don't upgrade your your phones is starting not charging, don't hold a charge, or you know what I'm saying, or it start acting up, man. I don't know what iPhone Apple does to the phones, but they don't work long, man. So D, fun fact, they just had a lawsuit and they gave everybody like twenty five dollars because of that, because they was making the older phones um not being able to uh function anymore. So they uh some somebody sued them. I didn't know that, but hey. How you plot for your twenty five dollars? It got to be like a class action lawsuit thing online or something, probably on their website where you could you could get the twenty five dollars. But I mean, the reality that twenty five dollars that they're giving the folks, and what the new phone costs like thirteen hundred now, fourteen hundred now. That that twenty five dollars ain't even finna give me a half a tank of gas. But you know, so so it's like it sounds good, but at the end of the day, they ain't really doing nothing for their customer. You know, you want to do something for the customer, make a phone that lasts, but you know, ain't ain't no money in that. And that's the same thing, like um, like like with the car industry. You know, you you take care of your car, and that motherfucker still might not last. Right. All about the Benjamins. Yeah, it's 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 really it's a paper game. That's that's what it is. It's a paper game, and I mean, 
as long as as us as a society or us as a community keep buying into it, then that's all it's ever gonna be. Now, literally, and now I mean I read some shit the other day. It said Verizon Wireless, in order to get a contract or get a, a phone plan with Verizon Wireless, you gotta sign a three-year contract. So let me just let me just break that down to you. So you sign a three-year contract with Verizon for an iPhone. All right, you you paying <clears throat> off the iPhone three years is uh thirty-six months. Thirty-six months. Yeah. Thirty-six months. You paying off the iPhone thirty-six months, knowing that they gonna drop at least two to probably <laughs> four new iPhones in that thirty-six months time that you don't want because everybody wants the latest and greatest shit. You know what I'm saying? But you can't upgrade because you in the contract with that iPhone that you got. You know what I'm saying? Unless you're going to pay the upgrade or they got these iPhone forever programs or some shit like that. But you have to have a certain amount of that phone paid off. So if you're making payments on this phone every month and the phone is $1,500 because everybody wants the Pro Max and, you know, oh, this and that and this and that and third, um, you sit here paying for a phone after a couple months that it came out with five new ones. Like, what you going to do? And the reality to it is the only way around it is if you go into Verizon, you don't want to sign no contract, and you dropping cash for a phone. So if the phone costs fifteen hundred dollars, or, or we'll just say thirteen hundred dollars, you got to walk into Verizon thirteen hundred dollars cash to get a phone. And how many people can really afford to do that? And how they get you? Oh, you only had to pay eight dollars a month on your phone, and that shit sound good. But when you start adding them fucking phones up, oh god. Shit, now you had got down $250 a month with everybody phone and shit. Now you're looking at your kids sideways like, bitch, did you really need a phone? <laughs> All right, come on, man. <laughs> and and paying pay $8 a month for a phone that costs $1,500, goddamn, you're going to be paying for that shit till your kids had kids. Right. <laughs> shit, that shit crazy, dog. Yeah, man, it, it, man it's, it's a scam, bro. And, and I don't know if you guys have looked at the shift of being able to, like, pay for things one time. But not everything is is a membership or a subscription, yeah. or you know what whatever this down the third. They want your money every month. They want constant revenue coming in, constant revenue, constant revenue. But it's just like this. I'm not gonna say um the furniture company name, but I'm gonna just say this: like the rental furniture company names. Some of the shit you buy out of the rental stores, man, you could be on pay for that shit two, three times by the time you pay that shit off, man. You know that's how they get you, man. You know. Cutting the cost and also, man, making sure your credit is up to par where you can go pay for something one time. Why well, pay $6,000 for a $2,500 $2, um, bedroom suit? Now you're going to pay $6,000 because you don't have the credit. Get your credit right also. Exactly. Exactly. But, yeah, you know, as, as far as cost saving, that, that is really good uh, idea, Calvin, you know, saving 20% of your income. Uh, for rainy days, having the regular savings and an emergency saving. And it's funny that you said that because as soon as you said that, I was like, ah, oh, shit, let me go set up uh, my automatic transfers back into my, my damn savings account because I had turned them off for a minute, you know, just, just doing projects around the house and stuff like that. So I was trying to make sure I had as much money as I um, could in my checking account. So I just I just went in the app and turned it back on. Yeah, for sure. You got to have it, man. Yeah, I'll tell you. And while we're on this topic, it's the um accountability piece, man. And um, and we're gonna go all three of us are African Americans, and we're gonna talk about our culture just a little bit. The accountability, it ain't nobody's fault but yours if you're in a bad situation. Kevin, start us off with that, man. 
So, I mean, should I start off with like an example? With an example, with the accountability piece, uh, holding our people accountable. You know what I'm saying? What matter if I do it? Hold yourself accountable. You know what I'm saying? It's no one fault that, okay, hey, look, you only got a 12-year education. That's not nobody's fault. It's nobody's fault that you stuck at a job and you're only making $10 an hour. You know what I'm saying? You got to have a plan and want to do better for yourself. You know, but I know when we was on a conference call yesterday and, you know, we were going a little back and forth about the same topic right here. Us as an African-American background, we got to hold ourselves accountable for people because we quit and uh, want to say, hey, look, you're holding me back, which, to be honest, it's a lot of situations. They may be holding us back. But guess what? You got to fight that battle, man, and be like, hey, look, I'm going to make it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do this. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of people in the position that I hold now wanted my position and probably could have had the position. But I fought and made sure I got what I wanted. I didn't say, hey, look, so-and-so was going to hold me back because of the color of their skin. You know what I'm saying? I never, I never did that, man. And a lot of our people, especially young people right now, they always want to use that excuse Oh, the white man is not going to let me do X, Y, Z. No, you're not going to let yourself do X, Y, Z. That's yeah, that. I hear you on that, D, because <laughs> I'm going to tell you now, like, since I've been, I've been a manager since I've been 17 years old, you know, and when I tell you I had so many people say that I couldn't do it, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't last, I was with that company for four years. Like, I, the first year and a half, I started off at Chipotle, fucking making burritos, wrapping burritos. And six months after that, I became the marketing strategist because I felt like, shit, I don't want to just keep wrapping burritos. I I wanted more. And still to this day, like, I'm glad I got the position I got, but shit, I want more. I feel like I ain't got enough. And I got enough. So, like, I don't never let myself get comfortable. That's the issue we have and within our community. We comfortable. We shouldn't be comfortable. We need to be uncomfortable as possible for us to keep on elevating. It's just like shit, bitch. Hey, I can fly a plane if I want to fly a plane, motherfucker. I ain't going to let nobody tell me that I can't do something. Yeah, you can fly a plane, but you can't fit in the seat. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a setup from the beginning. <laughs> It was so <laughs> This can't fit the suit, but uh oh shit. Hey man, boy, y'all too funny. Hey, you know what? I heard I heard this guy say the other day, I was listening to a, uh, another podcast. Uh and, and it is some some internal struggles that we fight as a society, as as a race of people. Um, you know, the 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 white supremacy or the, the other factors that go around that hold, uh, you know, minorities down. But this this guy said, so when your kids come around to ask you for stuff that they want or stuff that they need, you just going to tell them, oh, I, I can't do that because I'm being held down by the system. No, you, you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? And, and I get it. There's always struggles in doing everything. But the fact of the matter is, um, a lot of the time in life, you're gonna struggle. You're you're gonna struggle because nothing is that easy. Nothing is extremely easy, and anything that comes extremely easy, a lot of the time people don't appreciate it. I won't say all the time, but a lot of the time people don't appreciate it. So, you know, it's 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 a sense of beauty 
and knowing that you had to work hard for something or you busted your ass or you know you you really uh what do people call the phrase um <laughs> grab you grab yourself by the bootstraps and, and you get to it it's a sense of um a sense of pride in that and, yeah. um, but you know the ones that right here struggling, man. They be the, like, like we said earlier on the beginning of this. Uh, they be the main ones riding with the Gucci. You know what I'm saying? Got to have the twin folds on their car because they get the income tax. They got to have all these kids, and you know, at the end of the year, okay, I'm saying gonna give me eight thousand dollars. So now with eight thousand dollars, instead of you investing and saving it, you're going out and getting the twin folds on your car. Um, now you're going to buy the Gucci pocketbooks. And all kind of bad shit can't even spell. You know what I'm saying? Come on. They'll be the main ones struggling. They be up good for January, February, maybe even March. But it's kind of summertime come. It's they, over they with. Done. You know what I'm saying? It's over with. Yeah. And, and but last time, I think I mentioned this on one of our other episodes. Man, last time I said that a lot of that, that money that you go spend on the designer shit, it never comes back to your community. It almost rarely ever comes back to your community, and and that's for real. Because what what is what is Gucci doing for the black community? What is Dior doing for the black community? What is Balenciaga doing for the black community? Right. What 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 is Vera Wayne or Alexander Wayne or um what what's the other one that uh that people used to buy? Uh, Fendi. What what are they doing for the black community? And I'm, I'm glad you brought up their names, man, because I was listening to some shit that Shaq said. You remember Shaq had a deal with Nike, Reebok. He had, he had a big he had a big. But, yeah, I remember when Shaq was a thing. I ain't never really had. But them, really, but the reason, hey, people talk about um, Shaq putting his shoes in Walmart. The reason Shaq did that is because he had a he had a um, child that was a fan of him, and he couldn't even afford to buy his shoes. And Shaq said that day right there, he was going to make his shoes affordable. And he started, he got a contract with Walmart. And when he broke his deal away from Nike, he told Nike, hey, look, keep that. Hey, keep the money. Keep everything else you made off of it. Hey, I'm going to start this brand in Walmart. And, you know, a lot of people pick about people, hey, Lord, you got the Shaqs out of Walmart. But Shaq is one of the people I know, hey, look, made his stuff affordable for kids to be able to work. Yeah, you know, for for real, because a lot of the time it's not affordable. Number one, you know, and and I won't even say that it's it's extremely high cost because you know sometimes it's not. Sometimes you know with a little bit of saving budget, like Calvin said, you can afford these things. But the reality of it is, people go out and, and stuff and support these companies, uh, like a couple of them I just named, to impress other people. Right. To, to impress other people, to have this status that, oh my gosh, I got three Louis Vuitton purses, or I got, you know, 15 pair of Balenciagas that, that, um, you know, in, in my closet. So I'm, I'm, uh, better than this person, this, that, and the third. And, and don't get me wrong, cause I'm, I'm one for treating yourself when, when you deserve things. Definitely understand treating yourself when you deserve things. Um, but the reality of it is in the African-American community, in the black community, we need to keep our dollars in our community and we don't do that. Right. We we don't do that. But look how many times goddamn Jordan on we made the same damn shit and a motherfucker sitting in line for hours. 
just to get that damn the shoe that he made two years ago, three years ago. You know what I'm saying? Man, killing each other man, over, over these shoes. Over them damn shoes. Come on, man. And it's crazy. And it, and it and it it even get deeper than that. And I, I don't want to take it off the topic that we was talking about, you know, merchandise and stuff like that. Um, from an accountability standpoint of just having kids that you're not ready to have or that you can't afford or yep. that, that you, you don't want to raise. You know, one, one of the, the most dangerous things that we have in our community um, are, are people that get together with no intent on staying together or being together or raising a family and having children like, that's the problem because these these children didn't ask to be here and y'all just having sex to have these kids to try to keep these men you need to stop doing it because these kids they they need love and they want love but you guys can't give it to them because y'all chasing after that nigga or chasing out of the feeling that he made you feel thinking that oh if I have this baby he gonna stay that is not the case. All that love and energy that you're trying to give to that nigga, you need to give to that child when that child comes instead of trying to hate these kids because that man ain't with you. Babies having babies. I, I was in the, um, I forgot where I was. I, was in, I want to say I was in the mall. And I turned around because I heard the child say, Grandma. And man, I know, the, I know this lady couldn't have been no more than about 32, 35 at the latest. You know, I'm like, Grandma. Wow, babies having babies, man. So now you starting the whole trend. The grandma trying to take care of the grandchild, trying to take care of her child, and ain't no money being saved. You know what I'm saying? This circuit just keep going over, around, around again. Mm-hmm. My bad, man. I ain't mean to get off topic, man. But we all said that about the kid and stuff, man. I was just like, that yeah. Man, when I did, when I saw that, you know, the baby said, "Grandma," I'm like. Grandma, you you don't look that like no grandma, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know, black don't crack though. You feel me? No, nah, dog. She hey, she ain't one old and looking that damn good. <laughs> I'm saying, but she, she didn't she didn't fit the um grandma title at all. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that, then that made me think, like, damn, you know what I'm saying? That's another young person trying to raise another young person. So it's that cycle. Somebody in that family got to break that cycle. But another thing, you know what I'm saying, we got to think about the government. The government holding the people down also with the handouts, with the food stamps. And, I'm so glad you said that because I was about to say these people that living in these low-income yeah, houses. Yeah, low like, incomes and all that stuff. My thing is now you think you're balling because, hey, yeah, I'm, they're the ones that's going out there buying the $400 belts and shit because you're only paying $8 rent. You know what I'm saying? But you're not building yourself. The, the, this place you're living in, you'll never own it. If you die tomorrow, everybody that lives, they got to go. Because yeah. they're not on the lease. You're not leaving anything for your kids. And you're setting a bad example. You know what I'm saying? And like I was telling y'all on our conference call when we had, we talked the, um, the other day, I came from the projects. My But my dad had a goal for us. Hey, look, I'm, hey, I'm going to do better for myself. I remember when my dad bought his first big screen TV, man. He was proud. The one, the one, the big boys, not what yeah, we got. Yeah, the one that got the ass. Yeah, the one. Yeah, the one that got the ass. <laughs> hey. 
my dad, hey, but when I got older, my dad gave it to me. And I was like, shit, man. And I, I told my I told it from house to house. And one day, um, my old lady was like, um, you need to get rid of that thing, you know what I'm saying? I like I can't, you know what I'm saying? My dad gave me this, you know. This that was his first TV and he gave it to me. And uh, I remember I remember when it went out, man, and I had to tell him, but I said, Dad, the TV finally went out, you know what I'm saying? So but he was proud of stuff like that, man. He he didn't he didn't sit there and depend on food stamps and, and stuff like that. You know, you look at some of these third world countries, you know what I'm saying, where they don't have the government plan and stuff like that. People gotta better themselves. They get you gotta get up and wanna do better. You gotta get up and wanna go to work. Right now, man, okay. you, you gotta yeah. find waiting for Jordans than it is for a job. And yeah, that's deep. That's crazy. And and Brent, and yeah, on top uh, of that, too, you got you got folks that, that don't want to apply to jobs, but a standoff in the employ- unemployment line as long as it takes to collect unemployment. Right. And I mean, the reality of it is, every every job ain't gonna be your dream job, straight up. That that's just is what it is. A job is is a means to make a means to an end. Uh-huh. That's that's what that is. And people are like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. But I mean, if you got a goal, you got a plan, then that shouldn't be your forever space anyway. All right. Like, the reality of it is, I, I just bought a house in Indiana, and Shit, it get cold up here in the Midwest, like y'all know, because y'all down in the net. Uh-huh. It, it get cold up here. My, my my end goal is not to live in this house forever. You know, I I don't wanna I don't wanna live in the in the Midwest forever. I got goals. I got steps to take to make those goals become realities. And, right. What um, a lot of people don't have, they go into some of these situations thinking, you know, oh. This is gonna be forever, and I'm gonna have to work here for the rest of my life. That's that's not that's not the way to go about some of those things. There was a lady in my uh, church a long time ago when I when I went to church. I ain't been to church in a couple of years, um, but lady in my church a long time ago. She used to say that stinking thinking. You know, you you can't have the mindset of oh I'm gonna be here forever. I'm gonna work this job forever. I'm gonna do this forever because nothing is forever. That's the reality of it. You have to have some sort of exit plan. You have to have some sort of exit plan because your boss, I promise you, your boss may not be your boss forever. And your boss is going to tell you all day long, you're doing a great job, you're doing a fantastic job, blah, blah, because they want to work you as long as they can, especially if you're a valuable employee like that. They don't want to see you leave. Uh-uh. Like you gotta have an exit plan. You have to have other goals that you want to meet, you know. And and doubling back to what we, <clears throat> oh excuse me, doubling back to what we were saying about these kids, you gotta make sure you instill values in your kids to want the same things. You have to make sure that your kids know about investing, that your kids know about stocks, that your kids know about real estate that your kids know about all of these things that you may not have been exposed to as a child. Because now I, I was listening to this, uh, I don't remember if it was a podcast or, or like an Instagram video or something, but this guy said, teaching your kids to go out and get a job should be one of the last things that you teach your kids. Because if there's a way for them to make passive income, you should be teaching them that as opposed to throwing away 
20 years, 30 years, 40 years working a job. And we got the tools to, to put our kids in better spaces than that right now. Just look at our history, man. We're talking about black history. Raising your kid to use the, the mind and things, the hands that they, you know, got. You know, you may be a good mechanic. You probably can fix cars. Open your own fucking mechanic shop instead of working for somebody. You know what I'm saying? That's what we got to start teaching these kids, you know. Use what you got and they can build a business. Use what you got to get to where you want. Yeah. That, that's the accountability piece. We have to hold ourselves accountable because the government is not going to raise our children. We have already seen the public school pushes, a, um, you know, the minimum education on kids and also pushes a lot of whitewash uh, and lied history. Right. That, that's just the reality of it. So you can't trust the schools to raise your kids or to teach your kids things that they need to know. It's not going to work. If you if you want your kids to be more successful, more well off than you, then you 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 can't just solely rely on the school system. That that's not going to work. Then a lot of the times, you know, yo, when you think about most school systems, most of my teachers, older white ladies, older white men. Like, I, it may have been a couple of black teachers every now and again sprinkled in there, but, you know, role models. We need role models in schools. We need kids to understand that, that you can be anything, you can do anything, blah, 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 but they need um, self-image. They need to be able to see themselves in those spaces. And I want to say, I want to say I didn't really have majority African-American instructors until I got to college. And then that's because I went to a historically black college. You know, that like like stuff like that, we we can't we can't go about living our lives and hoping that our children will be better off or well off without any type of um, you know self-identity or, or any type of reflective identity for them. They have to know that they can be this person, they can do this person, whatever you want to amount to, you can do it. And they have to see other people in those roles doing that that uh, job or that trade or that professional, whatever it is, so that they don't get discouraged to, to doing that. You know, you, you have to make sure that you're pouring into your kids everything and then some. And, and like we said earlier, if you're not ready to have kids, then don't have kids. If you can't afford to take care of kids, don't have kids. If you laying up with a man and you know he a bum, and he done told you he don't want to have no kids, ladies, don't have no kids with this man because now you got you got single women with children and it's, it's now a single woman raising this child or raising this boy or raising this young lady. And I won't even uh, get into it right now, but the statistics behind um, single parents or sorry, single um Oh, yeah, I said that right. Single parent raised children um, as far as going to jail, not completing college, not completing high school, um, being overly aggressive, being um, um, protagonist or antagonist in domestic violence situations. They're, They're ridiculous. And it's not always true. But the statistics don't lie either. Right. That's that's just what it is. That's that's just the reality behind it. And and unfortunately, uh, in our community, it's it's a lot of single parents 
um, trying to do this on their own and raise children. And I won't say it's all because poor decisions were made, because the government been locking black folks up as long as black folks been free. That's the reality of it. the government been locking black folks up for little or nothing. So it, it is discouraging when you have a bunch of black fathers go into the prison system um, and then come out of that prison system and, and can't um, reintegrate into society or can't spend time with their children or, or can't do this or can't do that and blah, 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 everything in between. But it has to be accountability. If we if we can't have, you know, um, two parent households or, or at least co-parenting where you can both pour into a child equally, then we, we doomed. We doomed. It, it that that is what it is. But even if you don't have a two parent household, doing your part as the other parent, you know what I'm saying? Doing your part, helping raise that child, spending that time, not sending money, spending that time. Time is more important than money. But kids need to learn. A girl need to learn things from her dad, and a boy need to learn things from her dad. You know what I'm saying? Fathers, you got to get in these kids' lives and teach them something. What else you got, Joy? Um, I know I know one of the other things we talked about on our call that we um, wanted to have uh, a section on here: uh, vices and bad habits. Yes, vices and bad habits. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, it, it's it's saddening because um. A lot of items or a lot of bad habits, vices, a, a lot of negative impacts on African-American community, black community, whatever you want to call it, um, could probably be mediated with a little bit of therapy. But that's so taboo in, in our culture and our history to talk about and address and discuss our problems so that we can become better people is sad. We need therapy sometimes. That's the reality of you need to be able to talk about things. You need to be able to understand why you are the way you are. So, like, let's take, for example, alcoholism. A lot of the times, alcoholism runs in families. You know why? Because you got mothers that was alcoholics, fathers that was alcoholics, grandmas that was alcoholics. And that's what you grew up around. That's what you knew. That was their coping mechanism. Is, is turning to alcohol. Like that, that's how that works out. That's how the breakdown works. The more you expose to it, the more you see it, the more you want to do it, the more you're gonna engage in those activities. That that's just the reality of it. Whether whether you like it or not, whether you know it or not, I, I got some friends. Um, well, I know uh, one of my friends, she doesn't really drink too much. Because alcoholism runs in her family, and she's afraid that if she starts uh, drinking in an excessive amount, that she could possibly become an alcoholic. And it's deep. That's that's the reality of it. That, but that's the kind of self control that she has over that situation. Again, accountability. What what do you want to be? What do you want to do with your life? Everybody likes to feel good. Everybody want to have a little bit of liquor. Everybody want to smoke a little bit of weed. Got it. No problem. Completely understand. 
But the fact of the matter is, once you start doing these things in excessive amounts, then it becomes a problem. Now you're showing up to work drunk, showing up to work high. You know what I'm saying? Causing accidents on the job. Lo- losing your job at that. You know, depending on whatever whatever field that you're in. But for a temporary feel, feeling. For a losing your job field. for a temporary feeling. But that, but that's just how drugs work, man. So one day you're smoking a gram of weed. Two weeks later, you're smoking three grams of weed. Five weeks later, now you're smoking a whole three, five, or or a seven of weed to get the same high that you was chasing the first time. Sometimes it's okay to take a break from drinking. Sometimes it's okay to take a break from smoking. Sometimes it's okay to take a break from gambling. A lot of people got gambling habits. Again, accountability. You done went out, spent the rent money at the casino and got nothing to show for it. Come on, we, we got to do better than that. We got to be able to understand that it's repercussions for our actions. And again, the accountability piece there, nobody did that but you. Right. No, nobody's going to save the black community but black people. And right. if we ain't figured that out yet, I don't know if we ever going to figure it out. For real, but for real, because it's it's not gonna be the schools, it's not gonna be the government, it's it's not gonna be this um this bill that they looking out for for reparations. Because look, let me tell you something about reparations straight up. And it's not like I'm against reparations. I'm all for reparations. Our people are owed a significant amount of compensation, no matter what it is for the tragedies that took place you know, in building this country and founding this country. But let me tell you about reparations. If the government come out tomorrow and say, okay, we're going to give every black person in America uh, a $50,000 check. I know some motherfuckers that I have $5 by the end of the month. (laughs) Hey, bro, I used to to think the same thing, though. What if you got January 1st, whatever you make a year, they give you all that. And you gotta manage the next general first. To see how many people be really broke, man. Nah, real shit. Real shit. We we gotta get out of that. They need to do that. If you pay sixty thousand dollars a year, they give you sixty thousand dollars January first, and that shit gotta last to goddamn December thirty first. You know what, boy? We gonna have a lot of motherfuckers fucked up, boy. What? Shit. <laughs> Niggas going out to buy grills and everything, dog. <laughs> hey, hey, by April, but folks then went back to their job. Like, hey, man, I, I need a uh, advance on next year's money. <laughs> what? Hey, by July, niggas robbing motherfuckers. <laughs> you hear me? Like, like, fuck on. July, bitch. By February first, bitch. <laughs> yeah, shit, shit is ridiculous, man. You know, so, so even if. Even if you came into a large lump sum of money, a lot of us don't know what the fuck to do with it. Shit. Right. You know, I know what to do with it, boy. I'm going to make that motherfucking money work for me. Yeah, but, but, a, but a lot of us don't, man. You know, you, you, got, you got folks that'll say, oh, when I get a hold of some money, I'm going to do this down the third, blah, 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 this down the third. And it's just like, yo, you know, if you, gonna, you ain't going to have money too long, don't quit for today, real. dog. Motherfucker go to plan them before they even get it in the hand. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Don't quit your day job, and now you might gotta pick up a night job. Mm-hmm. And, and most people lose their jobs around this time of the year. They don't they, they don't know how to handle big lump sums of money. When, when they get their income tax, 
if they drop the eight thousand dollars, shit, niggas start coming to work. Like man, oh fuck, you don't need this job, bitch. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers calling out to her. I'm sick because they taxes. Oh, it. Bitch, please. Then they coming that bitch buying bitch screen TVs and shit. <laughs> a lot of that, bro, mismanagement with money. A lot of that is probably directly correlated with the fact that most, um, mo- I think it's African American boy. And you know, next podcast, I'm, I'm gonna have some statistics for y'all last because I didn't get a chance to do that much research. <laughs> the next podcast, I'm gonna drop a couple bombs on motherfuckers just to see, just so y'all can see what's really going on. But it's a lot of African American. Uh, men and women that cannot read. Yeah, for ain't real. Got, ain't got more than a than an eighth grade fucking reading comprehension skills. And you think if they give you motherfuckers fifty thousand dollars that y'all gonna know what to do? Hell no. Nah. And and that's why they would do some shit like that. They would do some shit like that genuinely because they know y'all gonna run out to Dior, Fendi, Louis Vuitton. Run to the rim shop and blow that <laughs> shit. That's bro. Look, look. Let me rap with y'all real quick as a sidebar. Why the fuck you think they gave out stimulus checks? It comes coming right back into the um. They know they're gonna bring it back to them. That shit spent before y'all even got it. Y'all damn near ran counting to the negative because you know the stimmy gonna drop. Make it back to zero. Crazy. <laughs> that's that's the reality because we're not. As a group, we're not as educated as we need to be. And I won't say that about all of us because a lot of us have accomplished great things, college degrees, business owners, entrepreneurs, you name it. But the but the majority, the majority is, is not the same way. It, it does not cut down the same way. Mm. For real. Deep. Deep, boy. We had a lot of people out there fighting for us, man. And some people are rather to settle for nothing than even try to do something. Man, I really talked, I talked to this young guy, man, one time, man. His mind is straight thug. It, you can't change his mind. And he's like 14 years old. And all he ain't no damn thug. It's straight thug. It, it, it's thug. He thug life. You know what I'm saying? And I remember telling this young guy, man, you're not going, not wishing no bad on you, dude, but if you don't change, you may not even see your legal age drinking. I know you're drinking now, but you may not even see it, bro. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about this. Who the fuck you mean, I'm at, bro? Man? I, you hey, like I said, we don't say names, dog, and we don't put people out like that, man. But, I know, but you doing some type of program at the JC or something? Bro, this this little boy right here, boy. This boy here, hell, boy. <laughs> this little boy here, hell, bro. Hey, but you and you know what? I was talking to my lady earlier, um, and we was talking about rap music. And and again, I watching a different podcast. Um, even rappers have come out and said we don't do all of the shit that we say we do in these songs. Yep. And that's a fact. You you could, you could go look it up anywhere on the internet. All the rappers is just talking shit in their music is not doing that shit. It's not doing that same shit. But I'm telling you, I'm gonna what? tell you one. I'm gonna tell you one one rapper that pissed me off. What? It's two chains. I really thought my nigga was from the streets. We're like, I got cracked. I got cracked. <laughs> now, mind you, his aunties went to jail for that shit. Did twenty some years for that shit. This man went to school. He was gonna become a professional basketball player in college. He got a PhD. This man is smart as fuck, but had me really thinking he was selling cranny. 
<laughs> but they, but they, but they know rappers. You know, female rappers, male rappers alike, bro. They know what type of music to push to sell it. Bro, I'm gonna tell you one that's song, the though. Reality of it. That shit, dude. I feel these young kids, man. Cause one song I got, man, that uh Snoop Dogg, fuck the mother nigga. Hey, dog, when I hear that shit, dog, but I go straight into a hood mode, like, yeah, but fuck the mother nigga. Hey, it's just the beat to that motherfucker. Dog. <laughs> hey, like, that shit. Yeah. See, back in the day, back in your day, D, they made views of the fighter motherfucker, like Juju J and them. Hit a motherfucker, hit a motherfucker. Like, come on, man. They made views to make you want to beat some shit up. <laughs> and and I, I hear that. That's cool. But but the problem is, is kids out here listening to rap music all fucking day. That's all they fucking listen to. Mm-hmm. All, all they fucking listen to, to the point where they think doing drugs, popping Percocets, drinking lean, getting on high speed chases with the police, shooting at people that they don't like. They think this is a lifestyle, bro. They they think that this is a lifestyle that's gonna elevate them to a space where they can become a rapper and promote this same shit to other people. Right, and it don't work like that. It's just like trying to be an NBA player, like like what we were talking about. It's it's fourteen people on the on the NBA team roster, I believe. So that's fourteen people. I don't know how many NBA teams is in America, but I I, I want to say it's probably like forty something. Fourteen yeah. people times forty something. I don't know the numbers on that, but not everybody is gonna be a professional athlete. Not everybody. Somebody got to ride. Yeah, I mean, not everybody is going is going to be the next future or the next Lil Wayne or the next um, Bob Marley or, or or whoever you wanna you wanna idealize yourself to be. That it's it's not always gonna work out like that. And the fact that people go around listening to rap music all day and have this mindset that yeah, I'm finna do this, listen to all this hood ass music all day, but that that shit sit on your mind. But I promise you, dog, that shit had your thing. But especially if your boss man don't piss you off, dog, play the right song, but you, but you feel like you fucked the world, but that's, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, yo, you feel me? And I, I won't say that listening to a, a a different type of music is the solution. But yo, I mean, my parents, bro. I I grew up. The I was telling my girl earlier. I was, uh, we was talking about some things. I grew up, the first CD that I ever purchased, like hard copy CD I ever purchased was Stevie Wonder's The Definitive Collection. I can remember it right now. That was the first CD I ever purchased because I did not really care for a lot of the other music out that time. I still don't really care for a lot of other music out. I listen to my oldies playlist before I go and listen to my other playlists that's got more rap music in it. These kids now they be playing shit though. You don't know, man. I, I but, hey, my son played. My son played the song, man. He, he was he was staying with me, and the shit go no kisses. I don't know where your mom been. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, who's saying that shit though? <laughs> man, they got shit out that dog. That shit I won't even think about listening to, man. But it's out there, man. And some of the beats to this shit dog is riding though. Man, I'm the man, bro. Some some of these beats here sliding. I ain't gonna lie. Shout out to the production team and all the engineers, goddammit, because some of these beats and bitches be sliding. But it's it's the content in the music. It's the con it's the content in the music. Like, bro, 
and I ain't bashing no artists, but but look at the 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 Megan the Stallions and the fucking Cardi B's and shit like that, bro. Prime example: Cardi B don't let her daughter listen to her own music because she said she don't make her music for kids, which I understand. People getting her backlash. No, she make her music for grown people. It's not her fault that you let your kids listen to that. I get that. I is get not her, that, that is not her you. fault. I completely understand that. I get you, but this is the reality to it. Kids gonna hear music on the radio regardless of how much fucking influence that your parent that your parents and does. And I get it. You 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 should be parenting your kids to the point where you tell them like, "Hey, yo, that that shit is just it's just music, bro. That's all it is. Entertainment. It's, all it is is fucking entertainment." Man, let me tell you something. Look, when I was a kid, man, my daddy smacked the shit out of me. You hear me? Cause. It was I, I can remember it's the BT Wars 2005. My boy Chris Brown hit the splits. You hear me? I hit the splits right out. My daddy smacked me so motherfucking hard. You know how long it took me to listen to Chris Brown? You know how long it took me to listen to Chris Brown? Because my daddy smacked the fuck out of me. So. When my daddy said, hell nah, you ain't never listening to Chris Brown again. I ain't listening to Chris Brown no more because I thought about that smack. <laughs> so it's all about how these parents let they let their kids do stuff, do things. Straight up. <laughs> what was that, D? I said, I feel you. Hold on. I want to talk to you though. Who was that? Hey, bitch. You know damn well your daddy slapped your monk ass. Don't be lying on him like that. That's Big Mama? Yeah, that's Big Mama. Don't be lying on him like that. I ain't lying, Big Mama. You don't got him fucked up and locked up or some shit. <laughs> I ain't lying, Big Mama. You should have slapped your monk's ass. You didn't slap your butt. Chris body slapped you because you didn't beige, bitch. <laughs> Hey man, big mama, like I like I said, bro, these, these kids don't get raised how they used to get raised, man. You you right, because when I was growing up, you get an ass whooping from your neighbor, and then she come home and tell your mama that bullshit you did, you get another ass whooping. <laughs> I stayed getting ass whooping. Oh, we we already know, but but y'all, I had to fly here to St. Louis. Why are you in St. Louis, Big Mama? Hey, Nelly just bought into the Vada Sausage Company. <laughs> what about Nelly, Big Mama? He just bought into the Vada Sausage Company. <laughs> <laughs> Why you say that? He he shot a he shot a commercial and everybody seen it and he's the CEO of the Vada Sausage Company now. <laughs> <laughs> That's some funny ass shit. But you know what, though, bro? That's what motherfuckers get for always trying to catch attention on social media, bro. Like, the, the reality is, bro, we live in a society where a lot of people is doing shit for just likes. That's it. You ain't making no money off this shit. You, you didn't get no life for them, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Big Mama, I, I thought you was talking to Nelly. Nah, baby. Well, the ain't got shit to do with this clip. <laughs> but we hit, we try to, we out here trying to help promote him though. 
with the body size. So, hey, if you listen to Nelly and you go to your local grocery store and you buy a can of body sausage, ladies, if you was wondering what he was packing with, he got a couple of them down there. Just take one out of the can and that's Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> And he was chasing Kelly like she wanted that little small shit. <laughs> yeah, that's too funny, man. And what the heck you want to do with video? Just shoot a video. You know you got a little bit. You keep that shit in your pants, Kelly. Tell me, man. People be out here doing too much. But if you want to support Nelly, buy Vanna sauces. He got all kinds of flavors. Got the hot sauce. Now he got the jalapenos and the little Nellies. They call them little Nellies. <laughs> the name is going to change. So once all the Vanna sauces sell out of the store, they're going to have the same can. It's going to be a blue can because that would Nelly need to get up a little bit. And um, it's going to call it Nelly Vanna sauces. Hey, but you know, people been banning Vienna sausages for a minute, man. But if you're a Nelly fan, then, hey, you got to start buying Vienna sausages because he bought into the company. No, Vienna. <laughs> you know, them little winners, they, they, well, they about, about one of the size of my little fingers right here. <laughs> what the hell make you want to shoot a video, boy? No, no, I don't blame Nelly. I blame the motherfucker that's trying to suck that thing. <laughs> you all down in his ass looking for his dick. Hey, man, that's that clout chase, man. I, I promise you it is. Just for a couple of likes. But I'm going to let y'all go. I got to get back out here, man. Hi, right, Bimo. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. Rap with you on the next show, man. But the real shit. Big mama said, Got the van of sausage. Damn. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it was crazy because, man, when, when I seen the shit on, uh, I think I seen on Instagram, and I was looking at the comments under underneath one of the uh, reaction posts about it, that shit was too funny, man. <laughs> so you saying you sat there and watched the whole video? No, nah, but I was, I was looking at the comments. <laughs> For women cutting his ass up, but that bro, women, well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you, you think men cut the women, they a different breed, my boy. No cat. You right there buying all the jewelry and shit. You should be buying them an extension. Tell me, but but you know what? Like like I said, bro, we, we live in a culture nowadays where it's it's more likely for somebody to jump on the internet to try to get likes and some more shit as opposed to you know what I'm saying like jumping on the internet to promote something good and and boy you ain't finna tell me you done accidentally uploaded some shit but ain't nobody accidentally uploaded <laughs> no fucking way I got a letter right here that said Nelly tried to write we came back he said that um it ain't the size of the boat it's the motion in the ocean yeah <laughs> Yeah, that shit too funny. Oh shit. Man, but like hey, bro, like I said, but women, they don't they don't fucking let up. And it's like, you know what? 
that that was your business. that was your personal business between whoever you was you was with and they uploaded that shit. That's some bullshit. Come on. So I, I do have a question though, and it's kind of you know still on another type thing. So would you rather be a five minute guy or, or a little bit guy? <laughs> you said you said five minutes or, or uh, you wanna be a, you know you wanna be a quick you wanna be a quick guy or a little bit of guy. Yeah, go and get me with the quickness. That means I'm up and out of there, but I ain't gonna like Give me with the quickness. I ain't gonna like <laughs> Bitch, you won't better go out and say you had a small one, bitch. Right. <laughs> you may say you can't quit, but bitch, hell no. But I hey, but at least I showed up, man. Hey, hey, never go cold. Never gotta go see Dr. Miami. <laughs> you stupid bitch. Yeah, that shit too funny. Hey Nelly, man, if you hear, you run across this podcast, Nelly, hey, hit us up, man. We want to have you on the show, man. Hey, <laughs> hey, I, I I want to hear about how you accidentally uploaded that shit. So I, <laughs> I want to see, bitch. That shit don't never happen to me, cause but <laughs> right, bitch. Hey, where you had your phone? If I could know not to have my shit though, <laughs> <laughs> I might just go ahead and delete Instagram. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> shit. Hey, but. Yeah. Yeah. Talk, I had I had said the other day I might go ahead and get rid of my social networks just because it really don't never be shit on social media. Like to to be honest, I think I check my average time that I be on social media is about thirty minutes a day, and half the time I'm on that motherfucker it's just distracting ass content. Sometimes it be informational, most of the time it just be distracting ass content. Most of the time. It just be a lot of naked ass women, like you feel me, or a lot of funny ass jokes, but it ain't really nothing productive. And maybe I'm following the wrong people or whatever, but shit, I, I'm straight on, on, on social media. I'm good. It's funny you say that shit, dog. Social media had me late for work in the morning, dog. All right. I'm just sitting there <laughs> fucking scrolling and shit, dog. Bitch, I would have been left 10 minutes ago. And it's <laughs> never going to end, but and it's never, they never going to run out of shit for you to see. Hey, remember that day that the social media was there? I think Facebook, Instagram, all that shit was down for like two, three hours. Boy, motherfuckers almost went crazy. Shit, I know they did. Telling you, motherfuckers almost went crazy. That shit. So. That wild, boy. Hey, more of the story, bro. You gotta be accountable for that shit, man. Yeah. You like, like, you accountable for your action. Tell him. Tell him. You, you gotta be held accountable for that shit. And now you, you got, you know, women all over the world talking shit. Cause you know that that's what women do, but women talk shit. Yep. Hey. I'm on my podcast. But it's just like, man, you know, shit. Sometimes guys do it themselves, and they go around tomorrow. She got some bad. Yeah. You know, I ain't never seen no woman had a problem sleeping with no man. Yeah. Right. But, but if, you, if you got, hey, if you got one of them little choo choo chains, but it's game over. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, hey, she embarrassed to tell her friend that she slept with your monk ass. Boy, that shit too funny. And then when your ex see you with somebody else. She laughed her ass off. She like shit. Hey, but got us about shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
You talking about she mad, bitch. She ain't mad, bitch. She happy, bitch. <laughs> we'll talk, man. Hey, when it's cold outside, Nelly, keep it in, bro. Hey, it, it can't. hey, boy, you too funny. But too fucking funny. All right, boy, Nelly gonna catch that show. Like, yeah, these motherfuckers doing damn, man. <laughs> I ain't say shit about Nelly. Hey, that was Big Mo Nelly. Hey, I just tuned in with Big Mo. Hey, Big Mo bought that shit up. I ain't know you bought the Vanna's car. Hey, man, I, I own it. <laughs> I ain't know about Big Mo. Hey, hey, that's a little known black history fact. I ain't know that. Hey, you know what? I don't, I don't even think, like, you know what I'm saying? I don't even think, like, a motherfucker could really, like, come at us sideways over no shit like that, man. It's, it's shit already all over Instagram now. Ain't gonna lie <laughs> right. Hey, if you want to blame anybody, Nelly, you yeah. can... we, we ain't the first niggas to say something about it. We ain't going to be the last. And, hey, and see Nelly, hey, Big Mama said, at least she did give you picture in the sausage family. Some people <laughs> say that. They, they said you was a seafood player. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and it's funny as shit, boy, because I really seen them Photoshop a picture of his face on the goddamn Vienna sausage. <laughs> <laughs> they was fucking Nelly up. Hey. But hey, but you know what? That but he better be glad we live in the world of, of trends and phases. So next week, some other random wild ass shit gonna happen, and that shit gonna be a thing of the past. He's that better hope until they listen He's to our like fucking podcast. Black Corona been talking about it for the last two years. <laughs> hey, that's tough, but that's hey, tough. be like Trina on oh, like she told Trick, nobody standing goddamn that little little dick ass. Hey, you too funny. Shit, but we'll talk though, man. Hey, ladies, don't put them out there like that. You know what I'm saying? Hey, everybody, I ain't gonna say everybody never had a bad day. And but my but we'll talk. If I give you the consent to record me, that's for me and you to watch. I don't need you uploading my shit. You know what I'm saying? Come hey, on. Remember, it was accidental. <laughs> I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> I had just accidentally went to Instagram and went to my, my gallery and clicked on that video on accident. The first time somebody said somebody that shit out of delete like a motherfucker. Hey, hey but you know what? It's crazy because like, okay, Nelly, that's cool, but I wonder what was the picture or the video next to that picture or video that he was actually trying to upload. <laughs> <laughs> Money can't buy you love. You stupid, bitch. Yeah, um, I want to let y'all know um, I'm, I'm, the Facebook page should be up very soon. I'm wrapping it up. I'm just throwing a, a couple more pictures on there. We have a Facebook page for you guys to promote. Um, again, if there's a topic that you want us to discuss, you can um, write us at uh, at gmail.com. It's dstarkshow at gmail.com. So send us the email. D-star. You said what? I think you got the D Star Show. It's the D Star Show. No, I think yeah. it's the D Star Show. Let me, let me check right now. Okay. My bad. The listeners. Correct. Uh, a- hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Mom, swiping through my phone, and I think that motherfucker just said, I'm still on the clock for work. I got to check that shit out. <laughs> Well, the time, bitch. Well, my boss finna be like, "Yes, sir. Don't come in on Monday." (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, okay. The email is thestarkshow at gmail.com. As soon as we go uh, and set up the Facebook where we can live stream some of these shows, we'll drop that on the live uh, on the live uh, stream of the show so you guys can see it. But it is thestarkshow at gmail.com. And that's D-E-E-S-T-A-R-K-S-S-H-O-W at gmail.com. So send us a letter. Uh, I know last week we had a uh, trying to think of the girl name Natasha. Natasha last week. I hope she got her situation worked out in California. Not sure if she did or she didn't, but we gave the best advice we could. We could give you a little bit of advice. We can tell you how we navigated through your problem. This down the third, and we've had the same issue. But write us in at the dstockshow at gmail.com. We'll be happy to give you some feedback for that on the show. We always keep it uh, anonymous. If you want us to use a different name or if you want us to use your real name, just let us know. And Natasha, let us know if you're listening this week. Let us know, did the advice help? And what's going on? Yeah, exactly. We we do follow-ups too, just so we, we only leave the listeners hanging because, you know, they may want to know what the fuck going on too. For real. Might have one of the listeners trying to shoot a shot at you. Right. All right. Uh, you want to close it out, Joy? Yeah, so until next time, this is the D-Stark Show with Calvin and Joy, man. Y'all take it easy. Yes. <laughs>